0: Squadcast. Latest event, PPC news and trends. Squadcast. With Jamie and Johnny.
1: Hi there, and welcome to Season 2 of the Squadcast. If you haven't listened before, the Squadcast is a podcast by the team here at Tag Digital that is jam packed with the latest trends, tips, insights, and developments from the world of event
0: PPC marketing. My name's Johnny, and I'm a member of the
1: paid social team
0: here at Tag. And I'm Jamie, a member of the paid search team. And together, we make up one of the squads that work on the event PPC campaigns here at Tag. The episodes that we've planned for this season are bigger and better than before with guest hosts, interviews, roundtables, and much more. In this episode, we're going to run through seven ideas for marketing virtual, in-person, or hybrid events. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Squadcast.
1: So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is using on-demand content for year-round promotion so obviously with the um, happenings of 2020 um, virtual events have become a lot more prevalent Um, we're seeing that amongst all of our our clients are running virtual events at the moment Um, and these virtual events can help generate a huge amount of content that can be used all year round um, both organically and through paid campaigns as well so I think the key thing that we can do here is we can promote gated um, kind of evergreen content throughout the year um, through these paid and organic campaigns. Um, So if you have a virtual event running um, and you're obviously recording maybe keynotes or roundtable sessions, um, we can then put them behind some kind of paywall or behind things like lead generation forms and then promote them throughout the year. Um, so the, the aim here would be to gather the data using lead gen forms either on, on the platform, so on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn, or the form can be on the website directly. And then we can gather that data and use that data either for in-person events that we're going to be running um, kind of after the virtual events or for future virtual events as well. So we're helping build remarketing audiences. These um, kind of awareness pieces that we run um, using this content can also build awareness for the future um, in-person events or virtual events. So it might not be a case of just building data lists for future remarketing. We may also be able to use this content to promote them future events as well. Um, and the final note really on this would be, it's helping to drive people to the website throughout the year. So we're never gonna see um, the drop offs that we'd usually see with event campaigns. We, we might only get um, people going onto the website for a small portion of the year. So this can really help build kind of the 365 approach um, using that content throughout, throughout the course of the, the year.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point to start off there, Johnny. Um, the, the idea that I really wanted to kind of talk about first um, was um, something that we actually discussed just last week um, based on how one of our clients came to us and asked us um, how to kind of promote their regional event that's traditionally regional in a physical form. Um, they've now transitioned to virtual and they want to be able to reach a wider audience um, out with that kind of traditionally regional um audience that they currently have so for example uh, if that event uh, relies lo- uh, traditionally on a loyal fan base from new york um, it's going to be really hard for them to attract attendees from across the world for their virtual event uh, if nobody's ever heard of their event before so um this idea will work really well for hybrid events as well i think but basically what I came up with was the fact that you could run, before you've even started any of your Visprom um, content or campaigns, run a like a, an awareness-based campaign across the display and YouTube networks. Um, by doing this, you're kind of building a whole new batch of new data and getting qualified uh, users onto your website way before you've even started promoting the event. Um, so how do we do this? Um, we do it by using a combination of custom intent and Google's predefined or similar audiences. Um, we then p- push our ads out um, on a, as wide a scale as you want to. So it can be even, for example, if it was just a New York-based event, you could go as wide as the US. Uh, or if, if you wanted to go even further, you could go um, completely international. It's completely up to you. But what we do is we just get our ads in front of those qualified users from across the world. Um, we know they're interested in our event because of the way that we've defined the audiences so it could be through custom intent like i said or through any of google's predefined audiences and um, just we'd only tend to use those if they are relevant to the event that we're promoting and like i said you can also use similar audiences so you could um that's kind of similar to how we use lookalike audiences on facebook it's kind of google's equivalent and um, you could Target users who are similar to those in your remarketing pools at this current moment in time. Um, and I think these campaigns are great for kind of three reasons. First of all, because we're just using display and YouTube, um, they're really cheap and really, really easy to scale. Um, you know, the, the display and YouTube networks are really wide um, and we can target at a massive scale uh, compared to search. Um, It also ensures that we have a large and qualified pool of users to remarket to when we actually launch the Vizprom activity, which is something we sometimes struggle with. Like you said uh, just previously, Johnny, sometimes we only pick up site traffic for physical events around that kind of three to four month period that the event is running. But this ensures that before the events even started or the event promotions even started, we are pushing people to our website um, in a kind of brand awareness piece um, and picking up um, a large kind of volume of uh, users to add to our data pool so that when we actually start the campaign, um, we've got people in our remarketing audiences um, and yeah, we can hit the hit the ground running as soon as they start. Um, and the final final reason really um, that I think these campaigns are great is based upon results. Our results for our Visprom campaigns will be a lot stronger. Uh, like I said, we've already done a lot of the groundwork in terms of generating new data for the website so we'll then be able to just switch our remarketing campaigns on for example as soon as the campaign starts and there'll be tons of qualified users already in there ready to convert um from all across the world so it's not just regional it's all across the world and that kind of that's kind of one of the ideas i had to combat that problem that the client came to us with the other day is just to start maybe brand awareness thinking about brand awareness before you even start thinking about launching your prom campaign.
1: Yeah, for sure. that's definitely something that um, would translate across to Facebook like you said with with things like look audiences, but also with um, reach and frequency campaigns which we very rarely run um, here at tag but it's something that I think we can really benefit from if we put some kind of awareness strategy in place um if we run in reach and frequency campaigns they're a little bit different so you buy them um you kind of buy the space in a similar way to you would with tv ads or radio ads um but you can you get access to features such as ad scheduling um so you can run it at certain times of the day so um that's something that we could potentially look at when running awareness campaigns as well
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah, so the third thing that I wanted to run over is building remarketing audiences from both current and past campaigns. So somebody came to me a few months ago and asked um, what other remarketing audiences that we can run that aren't the ones that we run every year, if that makes sense. So that's things like web visitor remarketing um, and data lists of things like past attendees. So we can use the past and current campaigns to help build remarketing lists um, in ways that aren't just taken from the pixel. Um, so things like web to remarketing. So these alternative audiences um, they can be used in tandem with traditional remarketing audiences like the ones that I've mentioned, or by themselves. So one of these is um, obviously we can do Facebook page engagement. Um, But one that we don't traditionally run is Instagram engagement. And that's because a lot of the brands and organizers that we do work with don't have big followings on Instagram. Um, It's something that can work really well depending on what type of industry that you operate in. Um, So that's definitely a remarketing audience that we can look to use. If we're looking at audiences kind of created from current campaigns Video views is a great one so we can take videos that we've used in um, either an awareness campaign that we're running before an event or when we're optimising for conversions um, and we can take people that have watched a certain amount of a video and create. Um, we can create an audience from that and that can work really really well especially if you have had high engagement with a video. You can take um the people that have watched say 50 percent of that video and create a remarketing audience from that so they they can work really well another one that we can do is um lead gen form completion so you can say if we've run a lead gen campaign for x from or a lead gen content campaign as an awareness piece before before the conversion campaigns and um, we can either take People that have completed the lead gen form, they're obviously going to be stored in a data list um, anyway. Or you can also take people that have opened a lead gen form and then build a remarketing audience from that. Um, And once you do have uh, people that have kind of filled in the lead gen form, you can also build lookalikes from that as well. So they can be really strong audiences. And the final remarketing audience that I think we can look at is event responses, because of course, we only work with event organisers and event brands. So we can create remarketing audiences from Facebook events essentially. Um, These can be events that have only just taken place or if we've never done this before, we can go back a couple of years and take a look at events there um, and help build remarketing audiences from people that have attended past events or said that they're attending through Facebook. Um, There was a time a couple of years ago, I think the engagement was higher on these events. um, And that's something that Facebook are addressing at the moment and I'll talk about later on. Um, But yeah, building or remarketing audiences from these events, uh, like Facebook events, they can be really powerful things that we can use um, to help
0: kind of build new audiences from. Yeah, absolutely Johnny. And just when you said um about video views there, it actually made me think about ways we can also alternatively target our users across the kind of Google networks I know you touched upon a lot of social things there, but um in terms of a kinda of, from a kind of alternative remarketing audience for Google um or Google Ads I should say, we can also do something similar for kind of people who have engaged with the client's YouTube channel, for example, if they've got a large YouTube following. Uh, If we've got the YouTube channel linked to our Google Ads profile, um, we can target people with remarketing ads who have engaged with certain videos, engaged with um, the subscribe button, etc., etc. So that's just another alternative um, remarketing audience that you have access to if we have a kind of large following across YouTube that we want to engage with, which is really kind of important to think about at this time because there's obviously a lot of on-demand content out there like you said so people are actually looking actively for kind of video content at the moment so yeah that's definitely something that we could look into targeting for a client if they have a very very large um youtube following like i said
1: yeah for sure i I can definitely think of some organizers and some brands in particular that would definitely be interested with that so if you're listening and you think you're one of them, then get in touch with us and, uh, yeah, we can set these things up for
0: you. So the next idea I wanted to talk about was something that we've actually been trialling a lot of recently, um, and it's, it's, it's upselling. Um, so we've noticed a massive trend in the ways users react to virtual events when it comes to paid versus free to attend. So obviously due to the current circumstances, it's kind of fairly easy to understand why someone may be quite hesitant to kind of fork out money for a non-physical event. Um, Obviously the kind of behaviors behind that is like, I'm not actually getting anything physical in return, Um, so why should I pay money? So as a result, many events that were traditionally paid to attend have actually transitioned to more of a hybrid pricing model. So what that means is they're allowing users to attend for free, but pay a price for more premium features. For example, um, to attend additional seminars that are kind of behind a paywall or um, for networking privileges. So that's where upselling comes in. So we can help organisers to upsell these paid for options by first encouraging the users to sign up for the free expo pass as standard. Um, that'll be the kind of main basis of the campaign. But alongside that, we can then re-engage with all converted users at a later date via kind of remarketing campaigns Um, i think we've touched upon that a lot in the last uh, season of the the podcast but um, yeah we can run what's called a conversion campaign and um, upsell to these users uh, using kind of really kind of strong creative and messaging so for example it could say something like get access to three exclusive seminars when you upgrade to the conference pass for just a hundred dollars or something like that and um, you know we've, we've seen really strong results for these campaigns um it's great to get people in uh, and registered for free because that obviously guarantees attendance for the event but obviously we understand that you know you need some sort of revenue coming in as well so this is a great way to kind of first get people in the door and then upsell to them um, and get those conference passes for example and i think this really works well across social um just because people who have attended will fall into that conversion um, remarketing pool and then they're likely we're likely just to catch them off guard as they're scrolling on their social feed I don't know how you feel about that Johnny
1: yeah for sure it's definitely something that that will work well um, on social and we've seen that recently so yeah um, this is one idea that we're definitely looking to put into practice a little bit more um, in terms of another kind of social development over the last uh, couple of weeks um, you may have seen that facebook are now allowing paid events to go ahead on the platform and um, so i just wanted to touch on that a little bit just to kind of explain what this is and also how we can incorporate it into our campaigns so paid online events that's what facebook are calling them um, they're a new way of monetizing online content directly through facebook Um, so there'd be a one-off access charge that's collected um, when guests register to attend through facebook um, and then you would keep that money Um, i think that's the case at the moment um, until i want to say the end of next year but that may be incorrect so you might want to check the facebook website for that Um, So enabling an admission fee is done through the event setup process. Um, You can just set it up there. And once this has been done, we can then build campaigns optimised for making these events successful. So that would be an event responses campaign, for example. We can run the event responses ads to, first we can do it to increase awareness of the event, but then also help drive ticket sales. So the optimization goal for the campaign would be, um, to get them event responses and the event registrations complete. You can also co host events with partners, which could be useful if you're running an event in conjunction with somebody else, um, or maybe if you want to kind of run it as a sponsored event with an exhibitor. So that could, could also work well and open up a new revenue stream for you. We can also use this data for future campaigns, like I spoke about earlier. So, if you're running an in-person event after this, we can target the virtual event attendees with ads. This can help us target users for the in-person event that we may not have targeted before, um, if they're in for say a location that we wouldn't usually target with the in-person events. That's something that virtual events are great for, it's um, finding new areas that we can try and grow in. Um, and that we haven't targeted in the past so that's something that we're really looking forward to on Facebook I don't think you can do anything like that on Google at the moment can you
0: Jamie uh, no I wish I wish we could <laughs> but um, absolutely, not, absolutely not but that's definitely um, something that's really exciting um coming from Facebook but um, that kind of leads us on quite nicely to something that's quite exciting that's coming from Tag Digital. And um, it's kind of a new pack, uh, service that we've been packaging up over the last couple of months uh, during COVID. And it's our new service called Audience Extension, which is essentially like a new alternative to X-Prom that is more suited to the kind of virtual events side of things. Um, we will touch upon this uh, in a lot more detail later on in the season, because we've got a, an episode kind of dedicated to, a, to this kind of new service. Um, however, I definitely think it's worth mentioning as part of a kind of idea for advertising these new kind of virtual hybrid events. It's definitely something to to know to get out there and let you guys know that this is something that you should maybe consider. So uh, what exactly is it? It's a new service to sell to your exhibitors for your event. And what you're basically doing is you're offering exhibitors access to your event site traffic at an agreed upon CPM. So an agreed upon cost per thousand impressions. Um, and essentially, um, this allows the exhibitor to reach the live event attendees digitally all year round. So not just when the, the event is, itself is happening, but you can now sell the traffic all year round. And because the, the remarketing pools that we use are now 540 days versus 30 days for this service, they have access to those users, um, like I said, for 365 days of the year. and. Yeah, it's just a really great service. Um, What does this mean for you? So it it allows the organizer itself to generate additional revenue. So like I said, a lot of the tickets um, for virtual events are now uh, predominantly free versus paid. Um, and therefore you're maybe losing a bit of revenue there. So it's an alternative way to kind of monetize your virtual event, get more money in from your exhibitors uh, and let your attendees attend for free with the kind of safety knowing that you've got that money coming in from the other side. Um, It also is a great way for you to build new leads and prospects Um, and yeah, it's a a kind of ever rolling ball of um, just kind of bringing people in and uh, selling on that service. But as I said, Um, We will touch upon this more in a a few weeks' time when we have our dedicated episode to it for the podcast. However, if you are interested or want to know more um, for the time being, just get in touch with us via the Tag Digital website or on either Johnny or myself's uh, email, which we'll provide at the end.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jamie. I know that the response that we've had, both from clients, and also the response that clients have had from their exhibitors has been really strong so far. So that's something we're really excited to talk about. The final point that I wanted to run over um, is the more interactive social ads that we can use. Um, I know my stuff's been very social centric today, um, but that is the <laughs> where all of my ideas are coming from at the moment. Um, so in terms of what interactive ads are available, both Facebook and LinkedIn have interactive ad types that can help drive up engagement compared to your more traditional image ads or in LinkedIn's case, text ads as well. So if we start with LinkedIn, they've recently or, or semi-recently um, introduced conversation ads, which are a more engaging and effective version of message ads, which are formerly known as InMail so conversation ads have multiple call to action links for an automated conversation is what effectively it is similar to a chat bot that you'd find on a website or or um, on facebook as well so this helps the user find the information that they need quickly um, and you can then send the user off onto a specific page of the website or you can get them to contact you directly um, using these conversation ads. So they're really, really good. Um, you can link out to various landing pages, so you're not limited to, to go to one certain landing page. Um, and this can be really useful, for example, if you've got multiple passes that are available, so multiple tiers of passes that are available, um, or if you're running Xprom, Visprom, or sponsorship campaigns at the same time. So this is something that we haven't... Um, advised for a long time, because there's not really a great way to do it, especially on search. I know that you're usually using very similar or the same keywords in some case. Um, But on LinkedIn, these conversation ads are now an option if you were running at the same time, um, you could have the first kind of, uh, I'm not exactly what it's called, slide, or the first question to the user um, that can be what, are you lo- what information are you looking for, is it uh, exhibitor-based, visitor-based, based, or sponsor-based? Um, and then you can send that user off in the right direction. So that is what LinkedIn has on offer. Um, Facebook also have their Instant Experiences ads. So these were formerly known as Canvas ads, um, but they have come quite a long way with a few new templates and things over the last 12 months. Instant experience ads, are they're optimized for mobile, so they take up the whole screen on mobile. Um, and they're pretty much an interactive um, slideshow or, or almost like a carousel ad. Um, so users can swipe through um, a carousel of images, videos, um, products that you have. Um, and in a similar way to the conversation ads, the user can kind of navigate the way through the ad to end up at the information where they want to be. Um, so these can be great in all the same ways um, as the conversation ads can um, and you are you're not only being effective in sending the user to to the information that they want to find um, but you're also driving up engagement which can be really really effective squadcast the tag digital podcast
0: your go-to podcast for the latest event, PPC news and trends.
1: So that just about wraps up episode one of the new season. I think that we've covered some great stuff that sometimes gets overlooked when planning our events campaigns, and also some new things that we can do thanks to the current virtual events trend. If you're looking for more events PPC insight, then check out some of our other episodes from the last season. Which are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most importantly, the Tag Digital website. You can find some great blogs and case studies on the website too, so be
0: sure to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just remember if you have any questions about anything that myself or Johnny have discussed during this episode, or just if you have any general inquiries, then feel free to drop us an email on either jamie at tagdigital.co.uk or johnny at tagdigital.co.uk. Or as Johnny said, just get in touch via the TAG Digital website and we'll be more than happy to help you out.
1: The Squadcast. Your go-to podcast for the latest event PPC news and trends.
0: Squadcast by TAG Digital.